اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم اسبر على ما يقولون واذكر عبدنا داود ذا الأيد إنه أواب إنا سخرنا الجبال معه يسبحن بالعشي والإشراق والطير محشورة كل له أواب صدق الله العظيم The discussion in these ayat are about Hazrat Dawood Ali Salatu Wasalam but as we discussed yesterday that the address was to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that these disbelievers their comments and all the kinds of harm that they are bringing and whatever they are saying Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is being told to make sabr upon it Isbir ala ma yaqulun that be patient upon what they are saying the topic of sabr was something we commenced yesterday. This was not even intended, but Allah Ta'ala will that this should come into the discussion. Sometimes it's somebody's sincere talab that something wasn't intended and it comes into the discussion. So since this already came up, few more points regarding the aspect of sabr. As mentioned yesterday that this is the most comprehensive gift that a person can be blessed with. Person who has sabr in him, the three types of sabr we discussed yesterday, sabr on any difficulty and calamity, sabr in fulfilling the righteous actions, sabr in refraining from sin. This includes everything, takes care of all the situations. And if one just expands it, one considers that it is sabr as we discussed yesterday, that makes a person wake up at the time of Fajr, whether it's summer, whether it's winter. It is sabr that makes him leave his business, his job, his occupation at the time of Zuhar, Asar, makes him leave whatever he's engrossed in at the time of Maghrib, Isha. It is sabr that makes him sit down in one place and complete his ma'amulat. If a person has sabr, then he will be able to fulfill this, because at that time all kinds of thoughts will come. All kinds of needs will now cross his mind. Then I need to go and sort this out quickly. I need to go and do that. But this requires sabr. That a person now keeps himself patient. That this is a time that I have allocated to complete my tasbihat, my zikr, my tilawat. So all the various things that are now crossing my mind. Or what is tugging me to now move from here. I'll let that wait. I will bear this within myself this push to now wake up and leave from here and I will first complete what I have decided to do in this time. So that sabr again that makes him fulfill all the things that he should be fulfilling in the time that he should be doing it. It is sabr that will keep his gaze low. That there is a temptation and it is sabr that will help him to keep that gaze low. Otherwise, he will be lacking sabr, then he won't be able to fulfill the command of Allah Ta'ala in that condition. It is sabr that will prevent him from misusing the devices that he has in his hands and at his disposal. Because shaitan and nafs will keep pulling a person in all different directions. 
And a person without sabr will just go headlong into anything. So sabr is this very comprehensive quality, attribute, which Allah Ta'ala blesses as a favor. But He blesses it to those who try to acquire it. There will be many situations that if a person has adopted sabr, at that time, sometimes it's a very bitter gulf. That sabr at that time is a very bitter gulf. But the promise of Allah Ta'ala is that a person who has adopted sabr, Allah Ta'ala's help is with him. وَعَلَمْ أَنَّ النَّصْرَ مَعَ الصَّبْرِ Nabi Sallallahu in one hadith sharif says that know very well that the help of Allah Ta'ala is with sabr. That the person who adopts sabr, he will receive the help of Allah Ta'ala. So that moment, it's a very bitter gulf sometimes, but the promise of Allah Ta'ala is there, it will have a sweet ending. That bitter gulf will bring a sweet ending. One person has very severe diabetes. So, in any case, he says that something has now started working for him. What's working for you? So, this vegetable, don't know what the English equivalent of it is, called karela, is very bitter. So he says that this is now what's working for him. So, he has this in some particular way, however it's prepared, and then he has it, so it's something extremely bitter. So you say, what's the end result of this? He says, keeping that sugar completely under control. Although sugar itself is sweet, but diabetes is very bitter itself, or rather very detrimental. Now he's having this very bitter <coughs> medication. The bit- bitter medication at that time is hard to take. But it's got a sweet ending in the sense that it's controlling that ailment. Now this is just one example. That this is a reality. And this is how to understand sabr, that sometimes that sabr has a very, it's a very bitter gulf. But, when a person will undertake that for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, then it has a sweet ending. In the Qur'an Sharif, perhaps there is something that is discussed as much as sabr, about the attributes and qualities. Approximately 90 times in the Qur'an Sharif, that sabr is discussed, or sabr is mentioned or the virtues, or the reward of sabr is mentioned. Approximately 90 times in the whole Qur'an Sharif. In this ayat also, Nabi Salaam is being told, Isbir ala ma yaqulun. That adopt sabr upon what these people are saying. In so many ayat, the encouragement of sabr is being given. And then the reward of sabr, the reward of sabr is mentioned in the Qur'an Sharif in a manner that nothing else is spoken about. Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ Allah Ta'ala blesses the sabirin, those who have sabr, Allah Ta'ala blesses them بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ Limitless. Therefore the ulama state, that many actions, the rewards are known, but sabr, the reward is not known. Why it's not known? Because it's limitless. How you can put a figure of something limitless? Allah Ta'ala is saying, بِغَيْرِ hisab. Who can now quantify that? That is beyond anybody to now put any kind of amount on it. So, the reward of sabr, limitless, because Allah Ta'ala knows that this banda, despite the challenges, whatever goes on, 
but he is still adopting this sabr, this takes a lot out of him. But he still keeps steadfast. Sabr doesn't mean that a person doesn't feel pain, doesn't feel grief as we discussed. But in all that, he keeps content with Allah Ta'ala. This is called Raza Bil Qada. And this is the highest level beyond ikhlas also. That in whatever condition a person is, he still is pleased with the decree of Allah Ta'ala for him. He doesn't have being pleased with the decree of Allah Ta'ala. Again, many misunderstand this. That it means that if a person uh, is now feeling some kind of grief or sorrow, or he's feeling perturbed about something, that this is against this aspect of Radab al-Qada. Radab al-Qada simply is that now there's no complaint on the tongue against Allah Ta'ala. There's no disappointment in the heart against Allah Ta'ala. He is content in his heart, regardless of whatever I am going through. But whatever Allah Ta'ala has decided for me, that is best for me. And he's content with that. He will do whatever is within his capacity to better the situation. He will make dua for afiyat. He will do whatever is in his means to remove the difficulty. But he will have no complaint in his tongue, on his tongue or in his heart against Allah Ta'ala. And he will avoid even complaint. Whoever is necessary to say something to, he will say it. But he will not be singing about this to all and sundry. Every person he meets, he's talking about the same problem that he's undergoing. Every person he meets, he's talking about the same difficulty that he was afflicted with. Otherwise, this then itself becomes a kind of complaint against Allah Ta'ala. Yes, who it is relevant to say something to. For example, a person is ill, so he goes to the doctor, or the doctor comes to see him, he asks him, what's the problem? He says, no, raza bil qaza. So that's not now the answer to that. The answer there is to explain what is his ailment, what is the pain, because now that is the, to undertake treatment, is sunnah. So now in order to undertake the treatment, he'll have to explain what is the ailment. Otherwise his head is paining and the doctor might give him some medication for his foot. So he now will have to speak about what's the problem. So who is relevant for or somebody that needs to be told something, he will mention it to them. But he won't go on singing about it to all and sundry. Otherwise, it will be Alhamdulillah. But whatever is going on, Allah Ta'ala still kept me in greater afiyat than whatever I am experiencing. There is one challenge, but there is a hundred and one, a thousand, bulky, countless number of good that I am still experiencing from Allah Ta'ala. So this one thing, am I going to make a great hue and cry about it? One person... Some say this was the incident of Luqman Hakim, that he was a gardener in somebody's orchard and the person asked him to bring some fruit, or it was cucumber. So, when the person cut it and he decided to give him first one piece, so he ate it and he started eating it with relish. So he saw him eating with such relish, so he took a piece as well. He took a piece, it was extremely bitter. So he looked at him in surprise, and he said to him that, how are you eating, this is so bitter, and you are eating it like it's the most delicious thing ever eaten. So he replied that you have given me so many things that tasted so nice all the time. If one thing came through your hand which is bitter, am I going to complain about it? I've all the time been eating so 
wonderful things from your hand. So I ate this also in the same way that it doesn't show any kind of disappointment so that you don't feel anything negative about it that this person is complaining. So I ate that too in a way as if I was relishing it. So this aspect of sabr is a very, very great thing. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala this is his statement and some have reported it as a hadith as well of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Some say that it is actually the statement of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala that he says that inna sabra minal iman inna sabra minal iman bimanzilati ra'si minal jasad that sabr, the relationship of sabr with iman is like the relationship of the head with the body and then further he says فَإِذَا قُطِعَ الرَّأْسِ مَاتَ الْجَسَدِ If the head is severed, the body will die. The body can't survive without the head. So likewise is the relationship of sabr and iman. If sabr in its entirety is lost, it will be very difficult to even protect iman. Then a person will start blurting things. Na'uzubillah against Allah Ta'ala. He'll start making kufr statements. He will commit kufr for the sake of monetary benefit. He will, depending on now, if the sabr is not entirely lost, but it is deficient, then he will commit sins in order for material things, for material benefits. So this sabr is something to be acquired, and how is this sabr acquired? So one way of developing this sabr, one is, in one ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says regarding Anbiya Ali Musallam, various Anbiya Ali Musallam, that Wajalnahum a immatei yahduna bi amrina lamma sabaru, wakanu bi ayatina yuqinu. Allah Ta'ala says we made them leaders, and they were guiding yahduna bi amrina by our command. They were guiding. When did this come about? Lamma sabaru, when they developed and acquired the sabr. So sabr became the means. But together with the sabr was, وَكَانُوا بِآيَاتِنَا يُوْقِنُونَ And they had firm yaqeen on our ayat. Here in particular referring to the promises of Allah Ta'ala upon adopting sabr. The lesson in this, number one, a person should become he should familiarize himself, he should learn about the virtues of sabr. person should learn about the virtues of sabr. In fact, it's a very useful thing to actually write down some of the ahadith. Get somebody to select some ahadith for us, four or five short ahadith regarding sabr, or these few ayat that we spoke about, and write it down. And keep it in a place somewhere nicely, respectfully, obviously, where a person will see it daily. And daily make a habit of reciting this, these ayat, these ahadis, obviously pondering over what one is reading, several times in the day. Initially, several times in the day. Maybe two, three times every morning, afternoon, evening, night. So over time, this will become etched on his heart. And many a times a person, 
Now he says, well, I got provoked. That is why then I just said what I wanted to say and did what I wanted to do. So do people start saying things and do things when they are not provoked? If somebody is now treated in a very, very kind way, very nicely, somebody respected him very well, so he starts blurting all kinds of things in return, then such a person will make an emergency appointment for him. Something is not right with his mind. So the time of sabr is when a person is provoked. Otherwise, if a person is spoken to in a very nice way, a person is treated very well, then there's no occasion of sabr there. So sabr, the whole lesson of sabr is for these kind of situations. So now one is to write down those ahadith, those ayat of the Quran Sharif, those ahadith, few of them, four or five of them, and to read this daily as a kind of wazifa for ourselves, to take the lesson. So for a period of time, as we said, many of these things is like a 40-day situation until this becomes part of the system. Now what will happen is that occasions of getting provoked when he is provoked, this will come immediately to his mind. When he is being provoked and now he wants to say something, this ayat will flash in his mind, إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ Do I want this or I don't want it? Indeed I want it, I am desperately in need of it. So well, this is the time for me to adopt sabr. When a person keeps practicing on this, then let alone the sabr become, which was initially a challenge, sabr as we said, sometimes is a bitter gulp. That sabr itself will become sweet. Initially, the sabr was a bitter gulp. Like this Arabian kahwa. So, those who are not used to it, initially it's a very difficult thing to even try. Because it's a very bitter thing. But some people just can't do without it. How come you just can't do without it? He says, no, initially it was very bitter, but in time I got so used to it, now I can't do without it. It's the same thing which was bitter at one time, it's still the same quality in it. The quality of that bitterness didn't change. But the quality of that bitterness changed on his tongue. It became sweet for him. In the sense that he's getting an enjoyment out of it. It tastes the same. But his tongue became accustomed to it. He's getting an enjoyment out of it. Likewise, when a person keeps adopting sabr, in one hadith sharif, Nabi Islam says, these are all the ways, how is this sabr acquired? So there is no button to press. This button is pressed. We're now in the digital world. So maybe even get somebody else to press it by remote control. That from far off, whenever I'm in a situation and I'm beginning to fly off the rails, then by remote control, just press this button, my summer will come. It doesn't work like that. This doesn't work by remote control. It works by acquiring it, by making an effort for it. So in this Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, وَمَنْ يَسْتَعْفِفْ يُعِفَّهُ اللَّهِ وَمَنْ يَتَصَبَّرْ يُسَبِّرْهُ اللَّهِ A person makes an effort to be chased, Allah Ta'ala will keep him chased. A person he adopts sabr, meaning he pressurizes himself to be patient. Yatasabbar. Those familiar with the Arabic language will understand that this comes from tafa'ul, which means there's a degree of takalluf in it. There is some kind of 
deliberate action involved in it, it's not something spontaneous yet. So it's not deliberate, uh, it's not spontaneous, he has to make the effort for it. So in other words, he pressurizes himself. Something is about to just burst out of his tongue, he is holding it back. He wants to do something, he is holding himself back. Why? That why is very important. He is doing it for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. He is doing it for the rewards that Allah Ta'ala has promised for sabr. So now when he repeatedly does this, this is like a person doing some physical training. So initially he couldn't carry that weight. But when he repeatedly trained himself, carried on picking that weight over and over again, in time he's picking up more weight with lesser difficulty, with lesser effort. At one time he couldn't pick up 25 kilos with difficulty also couldn't pick it up. Now he's picking up 50 kilos, maybe 100 kilos with ease. What happened? That over time the muscles became stronger and strengthened and now that is the reason that he can carry this weight without difficulty. Likewise, spiritually, when he exercises himself, he exercises the sabr, repeatedly pressurizing himself to adopt sabr, then in time that spiritual energy of sabr strengthens. And what he couldn't do previously with the slightest provocation, and he would start blurting all kinds of things. Now, he can adopt that sabr easily, no matter what somebody is saying. So, Imam Abu Hanifa, one person came to him. Now, this person was just provoking, just looking for mischief. Some people, that is their occupation. Some people's occupation, ask one person what you're doing, he says he's a fitter and turner. He's doing footing and turning. Another person is walking and turning. So some people, this is their occupation. They just need to needle somebody, just need to keep trying to cause some kind of... If everything is peaceful, they are restless. As long as there's some action, then they are at peace. There must be something happening. There must be some drama somewhere. So now if there's nothing, then they'll have to create some drama. So this person came to Imam Mahanifa Rahmatullah He had no other object but just to create... Some mischief. Now, he's a young person and he comes and he says that I heard that your mother is widowed so I have come with a proposal to marry her. Now, his mother was an elderly old woman and now this is the kind of thing this person comes up with. Now, a young person and he's coming and he's putting this proposal in this manner. Now, it was a very provoking situation. The context it was a very difficult thing. Imam Hanifa very calmly replied to him that look my mother is an she's an adult, so obviously this is her decision. So I will go and ask her and whatever she decides is up to her. I'll go and forward this to her. He said this and he turned around and started walking away. It is recorded that as he had barely walked a short distance, there was suddenly a thud behind him. He turned around to see this person had fallen dead. This person had fallen dead. Allah knows his time was up, whatever, but there is a system in dunya. 
certain things become the means. Ulama of the time stated, it was the sabr of Imam Abu Hanifa that killed this person. In the sense that, Allah Ta'ala took revenge on his behalf. Man li waliyan, faqad azantuhu bil harb. The Hadith Sharif, Hadith Qudsi, Allah Ta'ala says, the one who harms my friend, then I announce war against him. He should now beware of war with Allah Ta'ala. And who can win the war against Allah Ta'ala? So, this is the aspect of sabr, that when a person, one, one aspect was, now these are things to do, that a person writes down those virtues of sabr, because this is what will help him to adopt the sabr at that time. Sometimes a person says that, you see, I can't keep bottling it. When I keep bottling it, someday then it explodes badly. So therefore, now that becomes the excuse, that's now all the fancy excuses to keep just venting things whenever we want to, as we want to. So now what became the excuse that, look, if I keep bottling it, then it will become a bigger explosion later, so I'd rather just keep saying it as it comes. So the problem is that if we're bottling it, and we're keeping it within. So what becomes that? That that was anger, we bottled the anger. But we just bottled it, why? Because now, at this moment, if I win this anger, it might become more of a problem for me. Because this person now is probably somebody with influence or whatever, or power, or status, or strength. So now, I'm looking for trouble now, if I'm going to vent this anger. So I kept quiet. So I kept quiet and just bottled it. But then that turns into malice. That will turn into malice. And then that will be now seeking opportunities to vent at some other occasion in some other way. And that is where the explosion comes. But when a person suppressed that anger, and he didn't bottle it, he made it a benefit for his akhirat. He transferred it to the akhirat how? He reflected on the virtues of sabr. I want the reward from Allah Ta'ala. And therefore, I now forgive this. I overlook it. Now when he overlooked it, he didn't bottle it. When he forgave it for Allah Ta'ala, he didn't bottle it. Now this can't cause an explosion later. So all that is just mere excuses, that if I bottle it now, then it will become a bigger explosion later. So I'd rather just say it as it comes. That's just an excuse to just find a reason to just keep doing what we want to do. The way is to adopt the correct procedure. person adopts the correct procedure. Allah Ta'ala makes things easy for him. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillah. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah.